Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's time to turn your garden into a smart garden on News Radio 830 WCCO. Smart Gardens, an hour of expert advice and answers to all of your lawn and gardening questions. You can call 989-9226 or text us at 81807. Now, here's Denny Law with this week's Smart Garden. Welcoming your phone calls and text messages about lawns and gardens. Julie is back yeah, with us. Julie good Weisenhorn. morning. Hi, good Julie. morning. Hey. I haven't seen you for a while. Now, we yeah. talked kind of at a distance. Which uh, is always weird. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's not the same as being side by side here. But you're back here and I'm back here, so yep. we're, we're together again, as they say. And uh, welcoming our listeners to uh, join us. If you have any kind of a lawn or garden question, uh, they're already calling in. I'm sure they're texting in uh, as well. If you have any kind of a lawn or garden question, uh, call us. Call Julie at uh, 651-989-9226, or you can send her a text at 81807. You and I were talking at length this morning <laughs> about the weeds. I'm hearing yeah. more people, oh, including our people at our house, complaining about the weeds. Yeah. But what's the deal with all the weeds? I mean, well, am it, I imagining things? It's so bad. <laughs> I've been weeding so much at uh, my different study plots and then also my own yard. I was out there yesterday just sweating in the afternoon sun. I couldn't believe how many weeds I had. It was unbelievable. But, you know, I think it was we had that big snowstorm. April 14th. That's true. And then, boom, we got warm weather. We had some hot weather. Seeds germinate in hot weather, a lot of these weed seeds. And uh, and we had a lot of rain. I mean, it's a perfect combination. And everything has exploded. My, I mean, my, yeah. my desirable plants have two. And uh, the insects. I, I've got so many. Uh, I've seen so many different uh, uh Flies, got a lot of flies that they really like my quick fire hydrangea. And then that happened last year. How about Japanese beetles? Japanese beetles are out. It's time to be diligent in uh, our home gardens, taking those, picking those off, dropping them in some soapy water. Um, but yeah, they, they've kind of come on the scene now. But that's, it's, it seems early, but it really isn't early. It's about the same time as last year. We had, uh, had come back from southern Minnesota late yesterday afternoon and looking at the corn. That's yeah, another. It's way it's bigger not than my knees. Yeah, <laughs> might be waist high. Yeah, or more. Or more. Actually, yeah, definitely. It, what we things saw things are just was, growing was like crazy. Yeah, unbelievable. So it has. It's got to be again weather related, yeah, is our yeah. guess. Huh? And and with uh, one of the uh, signs of climate change is these big rain events that happen. Where you know, if you look over average over a year, yeah, pretty average. However, we get most of our rain. In about six months. So we get these, like I had three inches of rain in that last storm we just had. And it was, you know, that's what we get. We get these big rain yeah. events. And that's one of the changes that we're seeing in our climate. Look at all the fires now, too. Yeah, fires, wow. droughts. We've had, yeah. uh, we've got history in Minnesota where we have drought and flooding in the same county at the same time. It's crazy. Yeah, something? yeah. 
All right, 651-989-9226, your lawn and garden questions this hour for Julie. Uh, Joan is calling from Edina first up here. Joan, what's your question? Uh, good morning. Good morning. I, uh, my first question is I ha- have removed a, a large tree from my yard about seven years ago, and I wanted to replant in that same spot. Is that feasible? Uh, if they've taken out the stump? Yes. Okay. Uh, if there and did you take the tree down just because it it came down? Well, in a it was storm? a tree was old. It was an ash tree and okay. it was about eighty years old. Yeah, you should be able to plant in the same location. Um, that would be a great uh, opportunity for an arborist to come in and take a look at that site. They might site it slightly, you know, one way or another. But if you've ground that stump out and it's and it's rotted out and. Then you might be able to uh, plant in the same or nearly the same location. Uh, and I was going to put in a, a, a Japanese maple, uh, and that would not be a, a big bald root, would it? That, well, a, a Japanese maple is not going to be hardy in Minnesota. Mm. So that's a that's a plant, and when you see it out at, at at public gardens, it's a plant that usually comes in. They bring it in in the winter. The Arboretum has a beautiful one in their sensory garden. But that's not a hardy tree here. So you might want to choose a different maple. And there's lots of great maples. Your suggestion about an arborist might be good for that yeah, point too. An arborist would be great. A great garden center that has a nursery would be a good yeah. uh, a good person to contact and take a look at the different trees there. All right. Good luck, Joan. Thank you. Texter says, Do deer love butterfly weed plants? Deer will eat anything <laughs> if they're hungry enough. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, uh, ornamental grasses, they're, they kind of stay away from. That's one plant that, that has been fairly consistent. Um, but yeah, they'll, they'll probably, I can't say that they'll, that they like it or not, but they'll eat anything if they're hungry enough. Isn't that true? 651-989-9226 for Julie or send Julie a text 81807. It's our Smart Garden Show brought to us every Saturday by our friends at By the Yard down in Jordan, Minnesota, to make the best patio furniture in the whole world. We'll talk about By the Yard coming up. But John is calling from Menominee with a question. John, Julie's listening. Yes, good morning. Good morning. I I have a question. Japanese beetles are attacking my shrubs and trees. How would you recommend doing battle with them? Oh, boy. Well, the trees are really tough because they usually are feeding on the top of the trees. And, uh, boy, yeah, it's hard um, hard to treat them. You could contact an arborist about that. Uh, as far as your plants uh, down in your yard, if you can, I would suggest uh, the old uh, soapy water in the bucket technique uh, and uh, and go ahead and pick those off as much as you can. And uh, usually I recommend people go out in the morning and do it, maybe before you go to work, and then uh, go out in the evening when you get back and do the same. That's when they're feeding the most. So. If you can stay on top of it, you can reduce the feeding quite a bit. My trees are not real tall. Is, okay. there, a, is there a spray that I could use on on those uh, beetles? Uh, we don't really recommend sprays for homeowners, but I would, if you're going to consider treating your trees, then I would contact an arborist about that. They, the they're going to know. Yeah, they're going to know a lot better the best options for you. And what to use. And what to use, and they'll yeah. use it safely. And yeah. All right. Thank you, John. Appreciate Japanese the call. Beetles, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. Can't. They're beautiful bugs. I always say that every year. <laughs> Could make some nice jewelry out of them. <laughs> <laughs> There's a thought. It's a market for that. Uh, Texter says, can I remove the shoots growing up from the base of my maple tree? You sure can. You can yeah. just prune those off. Use a nice, clean pruner. Sharpen your pruners. 
and uh, you might wipe them down with a little alcohol. Is that always good to do? Anyway? Yeah, yeah, to just keep it nice, keep them nice and sharp, so that you make a nice clean cut. I have never seen Texas has so many grape vines in our yard as this summer. Weather related? I you think, think so. I think so. My grape vines and uh, they are growing like crazy, and I've never had so much fruit on them before. Wow! Yeah, I don't, which is great. But wow, I've already pruned them back a little bit, so you can go ahead and prune them back too. If you do have uh, a lawn or garden question for Julie, why don't you call it in or text it in six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. Again, the text number is 81807. Tell you what, Julie, let's take a quick break here, do some business, and then we'll uh, come back on the other side. And good morning. Welcome back to our Smart Garden Show here on A3OWCCO. Julie Weisenhorn is back with us. And good morning. And uh, <laughs> we, we we always like to mention the website yeah. at the U of M. Do you want to impart some new information to us here? <laughs> sure. So our uh, website has gone through an enormous facelift. Mm. The entire extension site has. And uh, so the quick address now is extension.umn.edu slash yard and garden. Okay. Uh, and so you can just pop right on uh, that uh, website. It is still being... Um, Content is still being added, so you may not find some of your favorite things to read right away, but our communication staff is working like crazy fast. It takes a lot of work, too. It's a huge amount of work, and they're, we're actually doing it not to cause people grief, but we're doing it because we really felt that the navigation needed to be improved. And so you'll find a lot more, um, a lot of different sections now that I think will help people get their answers more directly. And uh, a lot of publications have been reduced from the text-heavy blocks of text to read through to things like bullets and charts and and a lot more pictures. Uh, so, uh, you know, bear with us while we get all that content up there, but you can still uh, get to extension.umn.edu slash yard and garden. Yard and garden. We'll remind folks of that, yeah. Julie. It looks pretty cool, actually. Oh, I, like I bet it. it does. Yeah, a lot of great information. And we, in- and we have yard and garden news. That's uh, ripping and roaring right now with tons of good information. That's our newsletter that comes out a couple times a month. And we keep re- we're always adding to that, so you can always check back there. Good. Back to the phones we go. Kurt is calling from New Hope. Uh, Kurt, you're on uh, CCO with Julie. Morning, Julie. Good morning. Quick question regarding rhubarb. Um, sure. The last couple of years, the stocks have been really skinny, spindly, and right. the leaves look fine, but uh, they're just not producing. Okay. Have you been fertilizing it at all? No. Okay. Rhubarb is a big feeder. Okay. Uh, and so you want to you choose a good uh, a fertilizer that, uh, probably just an all-around fertilizer. You want to check mm-hmm. the back or, or check so that it's for vegetables because okay. essentially it's a vegetable. But, but do feed it. That will really help to beef it up for next year. And then okay. don't Somebody o- suggested moving it, and I thought, well, you know, that sounds like a lot of work. And giving it uh, different, uh, like you said, different fertilizers. Right. Give but, it some fertilizer. You could move it, but I'd wait and move it in the spring when it's okay. smaller. Right now, if you move, it'll be all wilted for the rest of the summer. So, And uh, what does the moving do? Uh, basically, if, if for example, if it's been in a sunny spot and now it's it's somewhat in shade, you know, you want to have it at the most most sun it can possibly get. Okay. So full sun would be a great site. So you might assess the site and say, well, you know, this tree has gotten bigger. But uh, and, but then go ahead and move it in the spring. It's a lot easier. It's better for the plant. All right. I'll start out with the fertilizer. Yep. Appreciate the help. You betcha. All right, Kurt. Thanks for the call. Uh, Kurt leaves that line open, 
989-9226. Barb is calling from Cottage Grove this morning. Barb, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. My my husband and I love gardening, and we're experiencing, after doing so, welts on our body that itch ferociously. And uh, we did some research, and they sound like jiggers. Oh, jiggers, Do we have those in Minnesota? We do have those in Minnesota, and that would be something to visit your uh, doctor and just have them analyze that, those bites, and give you something to put on them. Yeah, we do have jiggers. And different people are affected different ways, right. too. Right. Some people yeah. never know they get bitten. Some people, like, like mosquito bites, like some barb. people have huge welts. Yeah, yeah. And some not, exactly. Yeah. It's a sensitivity that you have to their, to their yeah. bites. Jiggers. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they itch like crazy. Yeah. I haven't been bit, but I know that. Well, barb just More critters that. out there. Yeah, more critters. Tim and Mankato is calling. <clears throat> good morning, Tim. Very good morning to you. Good morning. Uh, our question on lawn, and maybe this has been a problem before, but I've noticed it more this year. It's a light-colored grass that has infiltrated uh, the lawn. Any bare spot or just, uh, you know, just wherever you look has come up. Is this, um, first off, what is the grass, if you can tell me? And also, is this a perennial or uh, annual? And also, is there any way of getting rid of it? Is it a, is it a tall, upright grass? Kind of stands well, not, up. It's not much taller. Tall, it, uh, let's say it's taller than my regular okay. lawn. It's uh, it's very. It holds some moisture, hard to mow. Uh, okay. and it, it grows quite rapidly. Um, a couple come to mind. One is a, a, a tall fescue, that is uh, just a different type of grass seed. Another is nut sedge, which is a, a sedge, not a grass, and that is uh, an annual. It seeds, uh, sedges will seed, not heavily, but they'll seed uh, quite a bit. And it's easy to pull out, um, but it is, it is, it does look different. It's more coarse than your grass. So that, those would be a couple of options. Another might be uh, crabgrass, that, and that would be more of a spreading grass. And uh, so it kind of depends on what it is, but you can, uh, you can spot treat those. If it's the nut sedge, you could pull it out, depending on how much you have. It might not be, uh, you know, logical to do that. But you could treat them with a, a an herbicide for broadleaf, for, or not broadleaf weeds, but for weeds. You want to be careful because it's going to also kill your grass if, if you, because uh, these are grassy weeds. But you could just spot treat those or dig them up. That's another option. And then reseed immediately with a good quality grass seed. Uh, that's suited to the site. Yeah. Yeah. Well, here, here's uh, Julie. Uh, thanks, Tim. Here's a, a, a another lawn-related text. Okay. The yard is full of weeds. Now is a good time yeah. to put down the weed killer, and should the grass be picked up, I assume, from mowing? So I wouldn't pick up the grass um, unless you're mowing a lot of weed seed heads. That might be different. That means you've let those weeds go too long. Um but the leaving your clippings on your lawn will actually substitute for one nitrogen treatment for the season, which is always great. Plus, you're also recycling those clippings. It won't cost thatch. Don't have to worry about that. Um, but weeding, uh, putting down weed killer right now, the one thing you want to be careful about is these really hot days that we have because that weed, that chemical can volatilize, which means it turns into kind of a gas, and it can actually... Uh, harm neighboring plants like shrubs and flowers that are near where you've applied it. So you want to be careful about the temperature that you're using it at. You want to use a, choose a cooler time of the day, 
so that uh, chemical can treat those weeds and knock them down. And then it depends on the weed. If you have, if it's creeping Charlie, which we haven't had a call about that <laughs> yet. yet, so I'm going to plug it right. I'm going to put it in here. But <laughs> if it's a broad, that's a broadleaf weed. That's a different kind of weed uh, control than a grassy weed, like our previous caller. So you need to decide what kind of weed it is. Um, you can go to your garden center and talk to the pros there and ask them about, you know, describe what you have, take some pictures. You can also send them on Ask Extension. Uh, that site is on our new extension site at extension.umn.edu slash yard and garden. And you can go to Ask Extension. You can email in photos and we can help ID those. But uh, you can also bring a sample into your local garden center and they can help you with that. So Excellent. you have to decide what kind of weed it is. I guess that's what I'm trying to say before you choose a killer. And and the best time to treat weeds is in the fall. Aha. Uh-huh. Not the middle of summer. Believe like it or not. Creeping Charlie. Like Creeping Charlie. Yeah. yeah, it's one that's actively growing. That's when you uh, want to take care of them. All right, Julie, hang on. We're going to take our usual break time. We have another half hour of the show to go, so if you did not get a chance to ask Julie your question by phone or text, you still do, but don't wait. We tend to get busy as we approach the 9 o'clock hour. Uh, call us, 651-989-9226, if that's easier, or send a text to Julie at 81807. And good morning. Welcome back to our Smart Garden Show brought to us every week by our friends at By the Art Outdoor Furniture, that uh, quick drive down 169 in Jordan. Thank you very much. Yes, we appreciate that. Good stuff, too. Uh, All right. We have callers, as you you can see, Julie. But before we get to those, I always like to ask you, (laughs) for those that don't know, we have a lot of new listeners joining us every week, that Julie also, besides being this great person who can answer all these lawn and garden questions, uh, she's in a group. And you and the folks <laughs> are called funny. the abiders. <laughs> that's not a good She's funny. in a group. Oh, she's not in that <laughs> kind in a of group. a group. I'm in lots of groups. <laughs> yes. But uh, you yeah. love to play at various functions. Yes. And we are playing uh, this Thursday night coming up uh, in Mound Bay Park uh, near the, um, just off of County Road 15 and, 40, and 110. And it's a uh, Music in the Park series. And this Thursday night is sponsored by our West Tonka Rotary which does a lot of great work uh, around the area, around the nation. And um, we are playing from 7 to 9 outside. Right. It's great family fun. There's, when When is this? Uh, this Thursday night. Thursday. Yep, okay, July come. 12th. All right. Yeah, and then we'll be uh, as a smaller group, a trio in Delano at the 221. And that is uh, on the old one of the old main streets or just off the main street there. And, uh, and we'll be just... It's a kind of a new thing that uh, my buddy Gary Kobus has started uh, uh, working on. He's our banjo and bass player. So. All right. Yeah, so uh, Doug and uh, Gary and I will be there and playing some good old tunes. And But this Thursday night is the night to come to. All right, good The other deal. one is on the 19th. All right. We'll remind Thanks folks from time plug. to time when you uh, <laughs> yes when you uh, show up here. We like, to, we like to find out what else you Woo-hoo, do. Yeah. All right. Now back to work. Okay. Lois is calling from Lindstrom, I believe, with a question. Go ahead, Lois. Good morning. First Good morning. of all, thank you, CCO, for having Julianne oh. all these times. Yeah. I do have so much information to share with our gardeners, and that's so good. My question is, is it okay to use grass clippings under my tomato plants and uh, just keep them watered really well? And will this help to keep from getting blight? Okay. The first thing is uh, to use grass clippings that have not been treated with an herbicide. 
That's the first thing. If you've treated, then you need to wait and not treat until your next cutting maybe. Um, and the reason for that is the herbicide can affect the tomato. So you want, if you've treated with an herbicide, don't use those clippings. Um, wait till your next mowing. But, yes, you can use grass. It makes an excellent mulch under tomatoes. Uh, whether it will help with the blight, it will help with any soil-borne pathogens, fungi, bacteria, splashing up onto the bottom leaves. If your plant is already uh, affected by blight and there are some tomatoes that are more susceptible than others, then there's, not, there's nothing to do about it. However, mulching your tomatoes is also great for holding in moisture, which is important in these really hot days, and then also uh, protect, keeping the weeds down. So there's multiple reasons to mulch, but whether it will help with blight, it will help with uh, reducing the splashing of uh, soil-borne pathogens. All right. There you go. Thanks, Lois. Thanks for listening. Uh, Kathy, in the meantime, is calling from Owatonna, Minnesota. Hi, Kathy. Good morning. Good morning. Thank Good morning. you for taking my call. It is so fun to listen to you every <laughs> Saturday. <laughs> what I'm calling about is I have a blue willow bush. Yes, and how do I trim it and when? Boy, uh, I'm going to reach back into my uh, archives for that one. Um, I think with the blue willow, blue Arctic willow, it's a beautiful shrub. It's great, mm-hmm. uh, great movement and sound. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's, I think you could probably head it back. Okay. And uh, and I would probably do. I think you could do that almost any time. Okay. So I don't think and it's do- particular one way or another. Do I take it way back, or can I just trim it? I think you. I would just trim it. I wouldn't okay. take it too far down. Okay. Um, if if it's really getting out of control, and I have yet to see one that's out of control, I have seen people take it completely down to the ground. Okay. Yep. No, I think they've done I, that at the arboretum, I believe, if I recall. Okay. But they were really yeah. big by then. Okay. Okay. No, this just needs trimming. Yep. I think you could just Say, trim Kathy, it. Kathy, can I ask you something? Yes. Is Costas still there on the main yes, street? It sure is. <laughs> what is it? It's good candy. <laughs> it's great oh. candy. I Oh and oh, oh yeah, yes. Noatana. Yes. Oh, oh yes. yeah. Sure. Yes. Oh yes. Oh We're wonderful. Going, doing very well. Well, mm-hmm. that's great. It's great to talk yes. with you. Thanks, Kathy. Yeah, thanks thank for the call. Mm-hmm. That was my second radio job when Marconi was still around. Himself. Okay. <laughs> in uh, Oatana's oh, great wow. city. Yeah, oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. I used to drive through Oatana when I went to Gustavus. I lived. I grew up in Rochester, and we'd drive. Oh, sure. Highway 14. Best car in the world. Go through Janesville. Remember Janesville? Oh, yeah. The doll hanging in the. I, I don't old think I ever house. got to Janesville, but it's boy. on 14 too. All right. You got to get around more. <laughs> well, I was just down there t- yesterday, as a matter of fact. A lot of water. Holy mackerel. Yeah, yeah, they've really. got some water issues. Big time. Definitely. Uh, we're going to get back to the text messages too in a moment, Julie. But Scott and Ham Lake. I believe, has a question. Go ahead, Scott. Good morning. Thank Good morning. you for your show. This is fun stuff. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, it really is. Um, <laughs> I got an anthurium. Okay. Uh, yeah. I think that's what it is. Anthurium, you are about. correct. You're speaking and Latin right now. Oh, woof <laughs> <laughs> Swedish. <laughs> and if I remember right, it said on the stick to put a couple ice cubes on the dirt for watering. Yeah. No, will that work for all of our, our indoor plants? Well, um, 
I've that it's something I don't know who came up with this ice cubes for watering. It, it will moisten the top surface of the water, but it really won't get down and moisten the root ball of the whole plant. I always people use it for orchids sometimes because the roots are so surface. Um, but you know, to be honest, it's better to give the plant a good solid watering. Let it drain really well. That's important. So if it's in if it's in a pot that doesn't have a hole in it, you might need to put it in one. Or if it's in that kind of foil wrapper, take it out of that. You just want and set it in the sink and then water it really well. And I would recommend that you water it with rainwater if you can, or also with uh, like distilled water with a little bit of uh, just household uh, kind of general uh, all-purpose uh, fertilizer in it. Because it's uh, you need to really give the roots enough moisture, but you want it to be well-drained. You don't want it to sit in water. So. Can you use like the RO water? Is RO water is great. Oh, okay. Yeah, you can buy it. What's it, sixty cents a gallon yeah. or something at the uh, grocery store, and uh, and you can do that too. But the ice cubes, I, I say that if you're going to go on a trip for a long time and someone's watching your orchids, the, the ice cube thing is okay if they're not uh, they don't know how to water. But it's really not a very substantial amount of water, and uh, and so I think it'd be better to uh, give it a good good drink and let it drain well, and then. Put it back in its window. And again, use that water that's not tap water. Yes. Because that has fluoride in it. That's right. Chlorine. Yeah. Chlorine stuff. All right, Chlorine. Scott. Thank Chlorine. you very much. Uh, there's a line open if you want to use it to, to ask Julie your question. 651-989-9226. Text number is 81807. Here is one. Purchased a home and inherited a peony. It is planted in an unfortunate spot and developed powdery mildew. Oh, yeah. Is it safe to uh, relocate? I don't want powdery mildew spread to new plants. Well, peony are often susceptible to powdery mildew, and powdery mildew is everywhere. So if a plant is not susceptible to it or resistant to it, you won't see much on there. But things like squash plants, watermelon plants... Uh, those cucurbits are oftentimes attacked by it. So you might, if you're growing any of those, you might see it on those. But that's it's very common. There's nothing to really do about it. With the peony, though, it could be a fact that it's gotten very large and maybe there's a lack of air circulation, um, allowing for uh, enough space around that plant so that the air can dry off the leaves, so that the air can blow through it is sometimes helpful. Um but you could relocate it, and you want to relocate. I th- I want to say, boy, anybody who's a peony grower, call in because I, I'm trying to remember if now is the time to relocate your peonies or to wait and do it in the fall. Mm. I'd have to look it up online. Um, but but yeah, you can relocate it. Um, but it's you're still going to have powdery mildew issues relocating. But you can reduce that by increasing the air circulation and the light that the plant gets. Oh, all right. Uh, if you want to send Julie a text, 81807, like this one, when can you trim flowering crab trees? You want to hold off uh, pruning any apple trees um, until winter. And the reason is that once you make a cut in a branch, uh, you've now opened up a wound. Uh, if you have a few low-hanging branches, little like little twiggy branches, and they're you know, you're hitting your face on it or whatever, I have a tree like that, you could snip those back a little bit. Um, but you don't want to be taking off major branches right now. And if you have suckers coming up from the base, you can cut those off too. So hold off on the major pruning till winter, but you can do a little bit of trimming here and there, just, just the, the small branches, little ends of the twigs kind of thing. Uh, and, you know, you can do that now. And the suckers. 
By the way, there's a line open if you want to use it to, to ask Julie your question. 651-989-9226. Again, text number is 81807. Texter says, my butterfly bush is done blooming. Should I trim off the flowers and will it rebloom? Well, the uh, butterfly, the Asclepius, if that is the genus, that would be the orange butterfly weed, Asclepius tuberosa. There's also swamp milkweed. Uh, those are, they will all produce pods where the flowers were. And if you want the pods, if you want more of these plants, then let them go to seed and those pods will open up like our common milkweed does and uh, release those seeds. So you could potentially get more plants. Um, but if you don't want those, then yes, you can, you can trim those off now. Whether it will rebloom, probably not. And if it, if it does, it will be very pretty small flowers. But that's just the nature of the plant. As you know, Julie, we have the smartest listeners everywhere. We do. I think Mike and Excelsior oh, may awesome. have a, uh, uh, an answer about the peony Excellent. question. Hi, Mike. How you doing, Denny? So far, so good, yeah. but you know it's good. early. Hey, love, love the show, love the show. Thank you. Um, yeah, you want to wait till fall, definitely. That's what I thought, peony. yeah, for the peony move. Yep, exactly. Do you grow, uh, a, lot, just, do you grow a lot of peonies? Love, pardon me? Do you grow a lot of peonies? Well, I am starting up again. I was... Uh, I was down in Florida for a little bit, and ah, thank God I'm back up here. Um, <laughs> I gave away the majority of my peonies, oh. so I'm getting them back a <laughs> little at a time. But yeah, definitely fall. Okay, that's what I thought. I was I was torn, but I think yeah, that's great. Yeah, you had an Good. inkling it was fall. I had an I had yes. an inkling. inkling that might confirm yes. my inkling. Well, welcome back, Mike. Good to have you yeah. back in what we lovingly call CCO land. Yeah. So, and thanks, thanks, thanks for, for calling. The call. yeah. Calling in with the advice. All right. Hang on, Julie. We need to take a break. Callers, stay there. Texters, we're going to pick up on your questions as well on this Saturday. Around every Saturday in the 8 o'clock hour, we call it a Smart Garden Show, brought to us by our friends at By the Yard. Welcome back to our Smart Garden Show here on A3OWCCO. Denny Long here with Julie Weisenhorn uh, and... <laughs> Before you leave, we got to mention that website again. Oh, yeah. I know that, yeah, yeah, yeah. that, that great website. Uh, where do you want to go here? Uh, Robert in Deerwood? Sure. Should we do that? Mm-hmm. Robert's next up on the phone. Go ahead, Robert. Yes, I have a <clears throat> four varieties of tomato plants, and we have them planted in a 6 by 12 plot. Okay. A garden plot. And they're going boncos. They are the <laughs> biggest, most beautiful things. We put a little... Uh, compost in with them when we planted them but we had no idea they were going to get that huge but (laughs) we don't know how to prune the suckers okay even begin so down uh you want to prune them from the base up and so you want to start with that that allows for some light to get in there it lowers the opportunity for soil to splash up there you could mulch them as we talked about earlier with the previous caller and uh and you just want to take off the kind of non-productive uh, little, uh, little, like you said, the suckers that are coming off the sides of the plant down near the bottom. Once you get up to a major branch, you want to stop because that's going to be the productive branch. But you'll see them. They'll be little tiny, just leaves coming out of the stem. And just prune those. Just snip those off. Use a nice clean pruner. Wipe it down with a little alcohol on the blade and just snip those off. Don't pull them off because they tend to rip the stem and then you can open up for some other issues. So, but yeah, that's a that's a, a common practice. Some people don't believe in it. Uh, other people do. I'm kind of a fan of it right now because uh, we have a good article on our Yard and Garden News about tomato diseases. 
And Michelle Grabowski, who's our plant pathologist, really supports that as far as via this article because it does reduce that opportunity for soil to splash up onto lower leaves. All right. Very good. Yeah. Thanks, Great Robert. Question. Jackie is calling from St. Paul with a question. Hi, Jackie. Hi. Hello. I have a tree that we had to take down about three years ago, and the they ground the stump in. But uh, the following spring, we decided to make that area into a, a landscaping uh, bed. Right. And we planted a curly willow and one of those, I call it a tricolor willow. It's a shakuri or something like that. Okay. And then the following year, they died. And I can't figure out what's going on because those are pretty hardy. It's in a full sun location. And I'm finding that every time we get any rain, I'm finding a lot of mushrooms oh, sure. that are coming up. Yeah. Is that just a bad location for those until that stump has completely disintegrated? That's pretty much it. And and the even the major uh, stems or the roots that are, have come off that trunk are still out in your lawn around it or in your landscape around it. So you might find mushrooms for a number of years while those that wood rots down, even though you had it ground out. it's You can't get all of the roots out, especially if it was a major shade tree. So yeah, I, I think I'd probably hold off. You might want to put containers out in that area. You could still mulch it. Uh, and then if you have an irrigation system, just turn it off around that area if you can. Um, you don't want to irrigate that uh, that stump any more than you have to. Containers right. would be great, though. That would solve the mushroom problem, and you could probably grow things, a lot of different things in those options. All right, thanks, Jackie. <laughs> Steve in Maple Grove is going to try quiet to get, over there. <laughs> try to get as many callers as we can before it's over. You're reading right now, aren't you? Hey, Steve. Hey, Julie, Danny. Great show as usual. It's nothing better than having a couple pots of coffee shaking like a leaf with the caffeine. <laughs> See, I'm in the. I'm I get it shaking like a leaf, right? Shaking like yeah. a leaf. Shaking like a Norwegian. Say, uh, Julie, I'm in the backyard right now on a beautiful day, and we've had cool. a hydrangea twist and shout that we've had over eight years. It's the most beautiful plant nice. with the greatest colors. In the bl- well, it was nice. Oh. And now I've got the same situation as your previous caller. It's deader than doornails. What oh. the heck happened, Julie? It's, it's been in a great spot with the sunshine. Same thing. And why after eight years when everything else is great in our backyard? But this this beautiful, beautiful plant, there's nothing. Can you explain to the listeners what a twist and shout hydrangea is and where should you plant it and what do you think happened? Well, I think you did everything right. You had eight good years with it. That's great. Um, uh, hydrangea's twist and shout is one of our, I want to say it's a, it's a arborescence or a macrophylla. And it's a, um, a beautiful a plant that has a combination of flowers on it. Uh, some are the wide open, multi-petaled flowers, and some are smaller in the center. It's got great color. Uh, it's a neat plant. Um, it could be that, and and I can't say you know conclusively what happened to that particular shrub, uh, but it it could be that it simply lived its life of eight years, and that's it. It might not be a very long-lived shrub. Um, I don't know that for a fact. That would be something to Talk to your garden nursery uh, nursery people about. But it could also be that uh, we had some uh, kind of crazy weather near the end, and that might have just, uh, it might have been a little bit stressed at that point, and, uh, or that caused stress on it, and, uh, and it didn't uh, make it through the winter. That does happen. Even, the, even a plant that was great for eight years, it just doesn't make it through the winter. 
and uh, and that could be the case with this particular plant. We had a crazy winter. I say that every year, but this year <laughs> it was particularly this odd. Is, otherwise, this has been a rather <laughs> yeah, different year anyway, yeah, yeah. all the way around. Yeah. I know we're almost out of time, Julie, but I don't want to uh, forget to have uh, you mention that website again because I know that yes. it's a work in progress, but right. there's a lot of information. Right. There. There's still there's a lot of good information on there, and I recommend, particularly if you use the website a lot, to take a look at it. Uh, it is uh, a new – well. Here's the direct uh, link to it is extension.umn.edu, and then it's slash yard and garden. So if you go to that, um, you can uh, take a look. You might want to update your bookmarks if you've uh, done that on your phone or on your computer. Uh, a lot of great information. I think you'll be really uh, pleased. Just kind of explore it. It's really different looking, but a lot of good photos. And we've kind of segregated the information into things like how to and find an answer and that kind of thing. So um, we're still adding content. So um, just kind of be patient with us while we do that. Our staff is working there day and night to do that for you. Yeah, it is a huge job. Yeah, it's a big yeah. job. The garden website is the largest, is the most uh, visited site of all of Extension. No kidding. And a couple of years ago, what was it, 8.4 million visits? Yeah. Yep. Well, I'll tell you what, we invite you to do that. But in the meantime, don't forget the abiders will be appearing when and yes, where. Yes, this Thursday, July 12th at Mound Bay Park uh, out in Mound, Minnesota. And we are performing from 7 to 9. It's a benefit for the Rotary, the West Tonka Rotary, which does a lot of great. Uh, I don't know if this oh, is a correction there Oh, here or we what? go. Oh, yeah. The, oh, Harbor District. I'm sorry. It's the Harbor District off Auditor's Road in Mound rather than Surfside. Mound Bay Park is where it usually has been, the music series. But we're moving to the Harbor District because it's a bigger, more open area for us. All right. <laughs> All right well, have fun. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, we'll see Someday you down the you'll road. come and hear us. Absolutely. You could be the MC. I can always take a nap. All right. <laughs> Thanks, Julie. Julie Weisenhorn from the All University right. of Minnesota Extension. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.